0: And we are back in the FN Universe. Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, I would advise you to hang up now because (laughs) we're going way out beyond the planet with what we're talking about tonight. It requires some type of um, intellect. Not much, but at least way beyond the nigga shit that we've been used to um welcome to the podcast dr moore thank you peace peace um welcome to the podcast sister dara
1: ebony is fine
0: sister ebony
1: hello how are you
0: peace Assalamu alaikum. Peace to the God and the Earth. <laughs> Indeed. Um, we left off last night uh, on a, a very tumultuous uh, note. Uh, we were talking about something that we did not talk about in DF and university. Certainly um, not in psychological circles <laughs> in terms of professionalism and talking about um, black women and their sexual prowess. Uh, I think that's the nicest way to put it. And um, I let Sister um, Ebony listen to the podcast from last night. I wanted to hear her reaction to listening to it before we start the second part of that discussion.
1: Okay, well, Dr. Moore, one of the things that I said was that Cardi B was not a role model for my children. Not that they not that they don't know her music and can sing all her lyrics. Just because I know your music does not make you a role model. I did not aspire to be like you. Okay.
0: Now, what was your reaction to listening to the podcast, Sister Dara? Um... Sister Ebony. Sister Ebony.
1: Damn it. my
0: name. I keep looking I, at your I, name. You need I, to change, I, I,
1: change that. <laughs> I don't know how to. But okay. Um, no, what was my reaction? Mm-hmm. It was very, um, I was very, um, hmm.
0: Two hours, of, it's like grueling torture of people just talking.
1: No, it was a lot of things that were said that I agree with you all on. And then there were some things where I was like, I never thought of it that way. Like from the standpoint of talking about seeing your wife as being a freak. Mm -hmm. That a Muslim man thing where you don't want to see your wife as a freak.
0: Uh, Good. It's, I mean, is that it's, it? Because it's not a Muslim thing. I, I can tell you.
1: Well, church folks do the same thing. You're right. Church. Maybe it's a religion thing. No, so I think I, I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a man thing. Right. Right.
2: Depending <laughs> on how you socialized. Right. So um, if, if you grew up in, in the hood. Right. So you would kind of socialize to um, see women a certain way. Right. And, and what I mean by see them a certain way, like you, you want your girl or your woman to be kind of angelistic, but you want the chicks on the side to be, you know, kind of freaky. But you don't, but you don't want to, but you don't want to see your woman the way that you see your side piece. And that's where that, that conflict comes in because what what men end up doing is they want to marry this quote-unquote angelistic type of female but they want to cheat with the chick that's going to give them everything that their wife is not
1: so if your wife don't suck dick you want to go be with the girl that's gonna suck your dick it's, it's, i understand that perspective but i'm not is it about the sex act or is it about the intimacy what is it about
2: it's more. It's it's more about the perspective and how that person has been socialized, because okay. B- because okay. So for example, like women and men are raised really really different, right? So men, you know, so you you raise girls and you teach them about um, the prince when they come in, you know, to to you know be their knight in shining armor, and you raise them, you know, kind of. In that atmosphere, where you know, with baby dolls and all this other stuff, but then you raise men—not you per se—but society raises men with dump trucks, with fighting, with wrestling, with all these other things. So, we when we when we get together, men don't have the um, the emotional skills to handle what women have been socialized to deal with. And, and, and then when, when men are taught um, what to anticipate or what to uh, want in a relationship, they're taught particularly in the hood, right? They're, they're taught two different standards. They're, they're taught that, okay, what you want is you. Man, I feel like I'm giving them the game. I'm, I might want to be careful. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: I'm,
1: I'm curious because quite honestly... I want my man to be the freak in my bed. I, I don't want it's certain things I'm not comfortable letting other men do to me. I'm not gonna let a random dude that I've been dipping with out the street tie me up. I'm not gonna let that happen. Whereas my man, you know what I'm saying, we might have a pair of handcuffs under the bed for fun.
2: Yeah. So Sister Ebony, uh hey brother Douglas, I wanna be careful, but I, 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 turkey. Car,
0: you, I, you, I, you about to I, sell out, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm all gonna all, sell all. out if you don't. So, I'll take okay, the so, I'll take the heat for it. You want okay, me to You want right, me to so. tell her?
2: All right. So, uh, you can go there, and, and then, and then I'll i
0: you can deny no, ever knowing me. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no. I tell you what. I tell you what. In, in fairness to the conversation, <laughs> let me just say this. So, Sister <laughs> Evelyn, um, so what you're saying, I I I, I get it, but. The way that guys are raised and socialized is that that freaky stuff. They don't want (laughs) to see their main woman like that, but they, they, but they want it, but they just don't don't want to see that. They don't, they don't want to see that because they aren't mature enough to handle that. So what (laughs) ends up happening is they see themselves as, you know, a good guy, you know, X, Y, Z. That's that's what society has taught us. So we only want to do freaky stuff with freaky women. We don't <laughs> want to do freaky stuff with our main woman.
0: Nor and do you want to find out your woman is that freaky. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she, she, she will not be your woman oh, for, oh, man, for long.
2: Now, now Sister Stephanie, I will say that. I have I, I was socialized like that, right? I no longer think like that. But I, 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 was socialized like that, and I did think like that for a long time. And I will say that I still have friends that still think and behave like that, even in their fifties.
0: Hmm. Is
1: it kind of from the fact that men marry their mother.
0: No, they marry hell a no. And their mother. <laughs> there, there, oh, I, two, well, let me say this, brother. <laughs> you being nice, I'm gonna tell you straight out. There are two things that we don't want to see in our wife. A hoe or a freak. And the second thing is our mother. The last thing we want to do is be fucking our mother or a hoe or a freak for the woman that we marry or the woman that we are in a solemn, committed relationship with. Now, the other chicks, on the other hand, those are the boogers. Those where you wipe your boogers on. You understand? You don't want to wipe your boogers on your wife or your, your main girlfriend. It's simple as that. It's nothing about who you are, your religion, your this and that. It is just the concept of sleeping next to a clean woman, a clean house, a clean state of mind. There is nothing that you can do as the wife to make me feel otherwise as a man. And if that may be the reason why men cheat, but women cheat too. But for men, they want to keep these things separated. They like things, their tools nicely put into the box. And if you don't fit into that box, then you got to go.
2: You know what? And and, and I think, uh, brother Douglas, I think you are one hundred percent right in everything you just said. But while but while but while I think you're hundred percent in everything that you just said, there's a hundred percent problem with everything that
0: exactly. That you, that you said, there is and
2: everything and everything that we've been taught as men. Right. Right? Because a lot of times your woman will be what you
0: describe
2: right. them to be. So
0: they they might wanna do the freaky stuff. They mm-hmm. might wanna you, you know, do all that stuff, but they are afraid that you are going to judge them, right?
1: So, so what ends yeah, up happening? I've never opened that door. I've let the man open that door. You're right. I've never opened that door, right?
2: So, so what ends up happening? A lot of times, I think, is because you want to put your woman on a pedestal, and you don't want to see her as. You know, lowered or cool.
0: debased in any type of way, yeah,
2: and, and all that stuff. So she doesn't give you that, even if she wants it, she doesn't give you that because she, she sees that you are putting her someplace else, right? So you are attempting to explore those ideas someplace else, but sometimes your woman is attempting to do the same thing,
0: hmm. And so, I think what we need to do or probably what we have to do a better job of is being honest with ourselves hmm. and being honest with our partners in terms of what we want from one another and because, being open to um those those at least those discussions because yeah. when you find out what your man or your woman wants <laughs> you may be pretty shocked <laughs> and well,
1: uh, you know, there's certain things I'm not going to let you
0: do just because. See, there you go. And you see <laughs> where you started? Her. You see where you started? And and yeah, that's that's what I'm women. I'm not going
1: to let you do an R. Kelly on
0: me. Right, but that's what women don't understand. They're going to go somewhere where it can be done. And they don't have to receive judgment for it. You understand the, the psychology that goes into it. He, uh, can you explain that, Dr. Wayne? I'm not going to let you judge me for wanting to pee on a woman when I can just go and pay somebody to get it done.
2: Yeah. So I think there's different levels, right? So I think R Kelly is an extremist, (laughs) right? You know, and and, and when I say an extremist, I mean, I think we all have very, you know, different levels of kink, you know, and, and, and designs and things like that. Um, but the, the reason why I say R. Kelly I think is an extremist is because you know he could you know have a desire to do that, but when it you know starts to involve underage females, and that's problematic.
0: Right. And now let me let me uh, give you a precursor to that. Anything that's safe, sane, legal, and uh, hygienically clean, then that should be okay. And I think that
2: we did. I think that we need to do a better job as males and females of being honest and being able to communicate that with our with, with our spouse. So but that that's not
0: going to happen if you're going to be judged for it.
2: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that we need to be more honest with one another and less judgmental about whatever desires that we have, so that we don't have to leave the relationship to go do that. Right. And. and, and and, and and I think that if we are going to be honest with one another, I think we create the atmosphere for those desires that
0: we have to happen. Right. Which which is why I think porn is a great compromise. For what you won't do for me, sister Ebony. At least let me watch the porn and jerk over. <laughs> Without judgment. And that goes vice versa. Well, what what we've opened up this discussion with at the fourteen minute mark in DF and Universe is the fact that we have the same problem when it, whether it's the male or the female in the relationship, the fact that we we want to do things but we don't want to be judged for what we want done, and that leads to the problem, and there's no compromise. Especially in a in a married type of relationship like that, because that will get you divorced quick. You may whoa. mention something that oh whoa <laughs> I didn't know you was a freak like that, nigga. <laughs> yeah, but then
1: you start wondering if she done it with everybody else, is that the issue? Huh? I said then you start to wonder if she's done it with other people.
0: And that's and that's the vice versa. You you're wondering whether your man has done this with with other people. Yeah, it's it's vice versa. It it's it's a slippery slope to be on. To well, be that, that open. I, I,
1: well, I I see. Yes, so so it, go ahead.
2: No, I'm, I'm go ahead. Let's just now. I'll I'll respond to
1: you. You know, yeah. let's say you like to have your asshole lit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Around your asshole. Right. Pay t- special attention to. Right. And you want me to slip my finger up your ass. Right. Then I'm going to question have you ever had anything more than a finger slipped?
0: And up your therein head? lies the problem. The fact that you are questioning that instead of saying, you know, that's not what I would like to do with you, but, um, if you want to look up the porn on that and get off, go right ahead. See, it, it has to be inviting or else there's a problem. And we haven't matured enough as male and females to allow our partners to be who they are. So there's no gonna there's no, not going to be any honesty in any relationship. Because you don't want to know that about your spouse because... This is the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. So it's a catch 22. I tell, I break up the, the union. I don't tell, and I'm a liar in the union. Dr. Oh, Moore.
2: So, 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 so let me play devil's advocate, right? Because I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Uh, I, I, I think that in, in my younger days, I believed that ideology. In, in in the day and time that I that I'm in now, I I no longer subscribe to that.
0: Right, because you're and older I, and wiser. Yeah, but 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 you know, I, you and I were having a conversation last last
2: night, I think, right? And and I was saying that when I was in college, in my undergrad, what I remember was I remember dating females, and I remember females dating guys, and I remember because I was popular. Uh, on campus, I remember, like, if a, if people saw me with a female, they would ask me, "Oh man, did you sleep with her? What did you, you know, you, you know, you have sex with her, or whatever?" And and I would start to say no, right, because I didn't want to put people in her business, and I didn't want to put people in my business. But I knew that if I told people that, that they were going to judge her. And they were gonna judge different than they were gonna judge me, hmm. because I was, because I was gonna get kudos for having had sex with her, but she was gonna get a reputation for having had sex with me. Hmm. Now, while I realized that I was um, in the minority in terms of doing that, people people you know would suspect. Oh, you know, Sonny's a player. Sonny, I know he, you know.
0: I know he did sleep with her. I know he. But it, it didn't come from me, mm-hmm. so if it
2: came from somebody, it came from some somebody somebody else that made that assumption. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, in, in my adult maturity, I I see a lot of what I was taught as a young person as wrong mm-hmm. in terms of how you know I see my wife or how I see the woman that I date because what I don't want to do is I don't want to cheat myself or cheat my partner out of the desires or the kinks or whatever it is that, that, that I have or that they may have because at the end of the day, whatever the kink is,
0: whatever the freak is, it's between me and her. Right, or should be. But she I, and, and, she's going to tell her girlfriends and you are going to tell your knees. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you shit. That exact, that's the way it should be, but that's not the way it actually works out. Well, that's
2: why you you're responsible for whatever it is you bring into your world.
0: Hmm. So- and that's why you have to create your own universe. <laughs> and we'll be right back in D F and Universe. are back in the effing universe once again uh we stopped (laughs) abruptly but it was the conversation was getting very good um we're talking about um it started yesterday from a conversation on whether black women were sluts but i I think we're, we're beginning to see how this conflict between black man and black woman has started it's the way that we judge each other, judge each other.
1: Yeah, but can I say something? As Go far right as ahead. being concerned about what the man is doing and questioning that, it's a lot of brothers out here that's down on the DL. Right. So As a woman, it becomes a little bit more of an issue for you if you're dealing with a man on the DM you know what I'm saying? Versus DL. tell me you then give me the option of if I want to give
0: you some money. There you go. And Honestly. so it's about full disclosure. But how exactly. is that going to be possible if the 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 um the consequence of full disclosure is <laughs> your marriage is over?
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but you we know what? We might not even make it to marriage because yeah, why not if a man tells me that he's been with another man. Hmm. I'm done. All that's all. But it's not the same stigma with women. Hmm. A man ain't going to write off a woman that's been with a woman. But a woman will write off a man that's been with a man.
0: Which is why I reopened this segment of the podcast with the fact that we have not matured sexually at least Mm -mm. to have these open discussions about what we want and what we will compromise for because it's about compromise and just because a person is one way does not mean that that's their permanent way of being we can all compromise on anything if we have an open mind but uh, I wanted to hear Dr. Moore Dr. Moore's response before we got cut off go ahead brother
2: yeah but I think um, it's like before we got cut off, I was talking about, um, you know, uh, levels of maturity. Right. And when I was talking about maturity, I was talking about the, the type of conversations that you might have with certain people. Right. And in that there's certain things that I don't think that you should take outside of your bedroom with you and your spouse. What Whatever happens between you and your spouse um, at an adult age should not be between you, your spouse and your friends. Right. And, and and if there is, then I think that there's a level of immaturity that's taking place with whoever that person is that's doing that. Hmm. So, while while the streets may raise us at, you know, certain points in our life, I think we have to get to a point where our personal lives in our bedroom, you know, has to be separate from our friendship and our street life. Hmm. And if we if we're not separating that. Then that speaks volumes to our immaturity to me. Right. Now, Sister Ebony started talking about something different when she started talking about um men that are bisexual and, and things like that. Now
0: which is again, a rule, I, a rule breaker, right? A deal breaker.
1: Yeah, well it and, depends on quite honestly, it depends on when I find out. It depends on if you're currently ish interested in still sleeping with men. Now, if you're trying to sleep with men and women. That's a deal-breaker. However, if you've had a past, but you have to give me time enough to grow to love you to the point where it's not going to become a deal-breaker. I ain't saying wait till we have some kids together. You know? But at some point, you would need to be able to trust me. Because yeah. that's not a question I'm going to come out and ask a man. I'm sorry. I that's It's just... Men will ask a woman, Have you ever been with a woman? But I'm not as quick to ask a man, Have you ever been with a man? Some things, like you said, show we just don't want to know.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I think that in part of the conversation about Douglas and I was having last night, was we were talking about the double standard, right? Uh-huh. In, in men and women. And for, for me, and from what I understand about double standards, is the way that a man is judged sexually and the way that a woman is judged sexually is not fair. And I think Brother Douglas and I were going back and forth about whether or not it was fair, whether or not it was right. Um, And I'm not saying that this is fair. But what I am saying is that, you know, a man is, and, and, and I'm generalizing, but the way that we're socialized, a woman being with a woman is not a deal breaker. Right, but a man being with a man is a deal breaker.
0: Right. Uh So you know, uh,
2: if a woman says, "Oh yeah, I've been with a woman. I've experienced, you know, some things with women."
0: (laughs) Good. Yeah, not
2: so. Yeah, I know she's currently. We'll be the first to say, "Oh, I I ain't judging. I ain't judging." You know, but if a if a dude is being with a dude, he's gonna be
0: judged. You' damn right. Judged. Yeah,
2: he's been, he's been judged by every audience, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Whether it's to do, hmm. brother, it's, it's guys or females,
0: hmm. he's being judged, and now, I don't know. Is that I fair, say. brother?
1: <laughs> no, it's not fair. But the same way, now, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, it being, I'm being facetious. No. Did my dad uh, use the word I, right, uh, Doctor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm being facetious in, in, in saying that um when black women. Come with us, come come to us with this bullshit about um, is it fair to be called sluts because we want to have more than multiple partners? Nothing in life is fair. Uh huh. You got to be able to wear that name. It's like being called a nigga. You got to be able to wear that name. I I think one of the biggest things that uh, Dick Gregory showed the white world. Was that you could call me nigger all day. Just pay me my damn money. Mm-hmm. He became one of the biggest. Now all people won't, won't agree with him. But he became one of the biggest. People to draw an audience black or white. Because he had universal appeal. He had an open mind. But in response to people calling him nigger. He had a knife in his back pocket, and he gave people some serious stabs, stab wounds, based on him them calling him that, and he became the victor. Y'all got silent. What happened? <laughs> Did we lose no, the connection? I understand, what
1: you're saying, but I I get what you're saying. That's just. It kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about last night, how um, it's certain things that um, a woman does and she's judged as she got to
0: hold that crown. If you got multiple partners, then say it and accept whatever is coming with that. But it ain't going to be pretty. And you may you may not uh, get married based on whatever that is, male or female. I I, got
1: four kids by four different men. I realize that's eliminate that's cut down my that's cut down my pool of I. You know, however, I'm not gonna take your shit. So if I got to have a kid with the same loser that don't want to leave his mama house, I find out later, no man. Deuces. I'll go somewhere else and roll the dice.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I I can dig it. I think that um the biggest problem, I think, that I, I just think that we've been socialized uh incorrectly. I think that, that I think we've done ourselves a disservice in terms of what we have taught um ourselves, what we've taught our children, what we have taught uh generationally. Um, in our communities, and I think that that's why, you know, we are unsuccessful in
0: how we deal with one another because mm. we're, we're raising men and we're raising women, but we're we're
2: socializing them differently because we, we're raising men to teach them to be players, you know, and you you know and and have as many women as you want, mm. and then we're, we're
0: raising women differently mm.
2: because we're telling them, yeah. yeah you know, don't do this, don't do this, don't this. But at the same time, we're manipulating women into being the very things that we're saying that we don't want from hmm. them. And I don't think that that's fair. Hmm. And so I think we have to do a better job, you know, in raising the future generation, and, and particularly as raised to men, in saying that if you don't want that in a, in a woman or in a wife, then don't manipulate a woman to be a freak or to be a hoe, and hmm. know that you never marry her.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Now Don made a point when we were listening earlier today to last night's show. Mm-hmm. You know, we're um, talking, and he said a saying. He said, "Women raise daughters and take care of sons." Hmm. And I thought about it, and as it relates to my children, that's unfortunately. What I'm doing and I'm trying to break myself of it, I realize that it's separate, tre- that it's different treatment because like I was telling him, my son's staying out to two o'clock in the morning at 18. I'm not going to look at that the same way as I'm going to look at my daughter staying out to 2 a.m. at 18.
0: Right. And you know, the, just there is it a reason for it. Um There is less. Now, your son may come home in a casket if you take that to its extreme. But your daughter, anything that happens to her that you don't like is going to devastate you as a parent. And that that is why the treatment is there. It's not because we have a bias uh, that favors the male child it's you are going to be more protective even as a mother you're going to be more protective of your female child she's um put up against so many more odds than just death or murder the the type of criminality that could be that she could be subjected to the type of manipulation that she could be subjected to you you are more um willing to Deal with it if it was a male child than it and then it was if it were your female child. And that goes for male or female. But the the way that this discussion needs to go in terms of maturity is how do we compare pleasure that we were just talking about in the first two segments to power? How does it relate to power? Can we be these freaks and still have power? Because power is based on some type of unity or agreement or accord in a family structure. And if something is a deal breaker for a family structure, how can we have power?
2: Okay, so... I,
0: okay... Or you could take the, the, the discussion in any direction you want. Okay,
2: I don't think that. I think you could be any kind of freak you want to be, in 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 you know in your family with your partner, because that's just between you, you two, and you can be a powerful structure, you know, because whatever freakiness that's happening is just between you two. You can raise a dynamic family and your freakiness has nothing to to do with raising your family. Because whatever is happening in your bedroom is what's happening in your bedroom. It it only becomes destructive if you take it outside of your bedroom. But you can role play. You can do whatever you want to do in your bedroom. It doesn't have in, In fact, it makes you more, to me, it makes you more empowering. Because you're not going any place to look for that sexual desire that that you're looking for, you know, or that you want to acquire. Everything that you're looking for, you want to take in your bedroom with with your spouse. That makes you more powerful when you come out of the bedroom to do whatever it is that you want to do. Because no one else is receiving that energy
0: Hmm. that
2: you desire. Hmm. So you are... So you are empowering yourselves by doing whatever it is you want to do with one another. So you come out stronger because of because of the belief and and the interaction between you two, and it's not going anyplace else. Hmm. So you walk out of that bedroom being Superman and Superwoman to face the world. Hmm. And whenever you and when whatever sexual desires that you have. Whenever you want to do that, when you when you're living out, living it out with just you and that partner, that is that is a superpower.
0: Which Uh is why I say that being a slut is problematic, not only for men, but for women, because there is no chance to have a discussion if you are having random partners. Because one of these random partners is not going to be a random partner for long. It may be somebody that you enjoyed the randomness with, and now you want to take it a little further. And you get all the way through through the familial part of it, and then find out that this person is doing A, B, and C, and then your feelings are hurt.
2: I think that's the foolishness of it, right? to me, I think there's nothing wrong with being a slut for your husband or for your wife. Mm-hmm. You all can play those roles,
0: or let me if, give you another scenario. You can be a slut, but you have to stay single. That's just the end of all to okay, be okay a.
2: but 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 if you're single, who's Whose right is it to say that you are slut? Because if you're single,
0: everybody you can do it. they can say. It. Yeah, so that's, but
2: right,
0: that—that's so, so the my, reason you stay single.
2: Right. So, but but my point is, in fairness, if you're single, no one has a right really to call you anything. They 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 can do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying, right? Because everybody everybody has a freedom of speech. They can say whatever they want to say. <laughs> they're just being judgmental, right? But honestly, if you're free, if, if you don't have a partner, you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it. Anybody can judge it how they want to judge it. But realistically, because you don't have a partner, you can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it.
0: Hmm. In,
2: in, in my subjective opinion.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, the one thing that Don and I talked about today is it was a major issue that was missing, a major um, issue that was discussed that was missing from the podcast last night, and it was this discussion about STDs. Hmm. So let's go there. May, while you may wear a rubber with your other woman, you know your wife is tubes is tied. You don't want to have a kid with the hope. You know, nobody wants to have a kid with the hope because of the stigma that's been put on her. Right. However, I mean, perfect example. Um some women don't put out on the first night for fear of being judged. Right. It's being easy. Right. You know, as a person that has put out on the first night, I never saw there being beyond a night five. Hmm. So I didn't worry about what you thought about me by putting out easy. Right. You were a temporary situation. You right. were instantly mean I need an itch scratch. Right. Get that from me until I got to the point where the itch was satisfied or until, you know what? I'm going to chill out with him because I think I see something growing with him. I see the potential to be more with him. So I'm going to quit, you know, hang out with dude. You know, you just scratched my itch. Thank you very much. Peace. But while you talked about turning a hoe into a housewife, Who's
0: to say that many hoes want to become housewives? The 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 issue here.
1: Let's. Um, well, you're, you're fed that, that that fairy tale, but not all women buy into it.
0: Well, let's you brought up two issues. The first was the STT, STDs. So let's stick to that for a minute. Anybody, male or female, that's talking about. Um, they have the right to do this and that, are usually not too worried about um, STDs. And I don't say that because they don't have a genuine dialogue about STDs. But there are things that a condom cannot protect. And you will have an STD for the rest of your life, like herpes. I think that that people that... um, I listen to this podcast called Horrible Decisions. Anybody else heard of it? No, but I'm getting ready
1: to put myself on mute.
0: Okay. Horrible Decisions is a show about two black women that um, are a part of this movement. (laughs) Um, We don't give a fuck. We're sluts. We're admitting we're sluts. And this is what we're going to do, but we use condoms, so what's the big deal? The big deal is that STDs are not a hundred percent defend defensible against um, being contracting STDs. You can have all the freedom you want. But you have to be put in a certain category with that freedom. The fact that you don't want to be put in that category with that freedom of choice says that you are so a loser. I know I, I took you way around the world, brother, but uh, this is the universe. <laughs> this is how we do it. I'm, I'm doing it from from a chess move. If you play most chess players, they have a response to every move that you make. The one time that a professional chess player cannot see what you're doing is when you make a move that he's not used to. He's read all of the chess books. He's read all of the openings. And all of a sudden, the opening that you gave him has a move that's not in the script. It's the one time he may still win the game, but it's the one time that he has to actually think. Every other move that he makes is on instinct. I know what to do when you do this. I know what to do when you do this. I know what to do when you do this. And you you say, bam. And he's like, (laughs) whoa. This wasn't in the script. STDs is not in the script of slut power. You can have all the slut power you want, male or female. But STDs is not in the script. Abortion is not in the script. Pregnancy is not in the script. These are the things that we don't want to think think about in our freedoms. Our freedoms are this is I should be able to do this and I should not be able to be called this and that. Okay, fine. But here are the consequences. Of your life that you've chosen. You made this move, here's the next move. Now you have to respond to something that's not in the script. And being called a slut, being called uh, whatever, is not in the script. You have to deal with it. So, basically, what I'm saying with STDs and anything else that we discussed tonight, it's on the onus of the person that's committing the act. To accept everything that comes with it. Including bad names. Yeah. But I but I, I think
2: that. <clears throat> you. You can become. Whatever it is you want to become. And do whatever it is you want to do. As an
0: adult. um, Regardless of what people. Are going to call you. That's what I just said. You, <laughs>
2: yeah because. You're like.
0: Like you just got to be able to deal with the script that that's unscripted.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you literally can have sex with one person or the wrong person Hmm. and get an STD. Right. Or you can literally, you know, have sex with one person and get a reputation. Right. And you might you might not sleep with a whole lot of people, or you might not have done a whole lot of things.
0: There you go. But you may
2: still get that reputation just because of who you slept with.
0: Hmm. So that is what's called, there is no such thing as fairness. You can have this connotation of slut, whether it's with you slept with one person or you choose to sleep with multiple partners.
2: Yeah. But so, so, so my argument then becomes why, well, not why, but I want to be very careful about giving energy to the terminology of slut. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm saying that to say that um there are a lot of negative people that want to you know slut shame or give people these negative connotations just because they're negative people period mm-hmm. and so I want to be careful about giving energy to that because I think adult responsible people um as relates to STDs and um make it a whole uh, housewife. I I think we have to be very careful about, one, I don't, you, to me, to me, I think you can have sex with who, who, whoever you want to have sex with and how many people you want to have sex with. That's me. But I think that's your responsibility um, in terms of how you want to have sex with them. Right? To to me, that's very subjective. Now, in terms of other people judging you on doing that, you know, I don't know how you control that because other people are only going to be able to give their feedback based on what they know, right, to me. So if they don't know what you're doing, then they really don't have a response because people are going to, people can judge you one way or the other. I think you you just have to be very careful about falling into um, the dialogue of how people are defining you because I know. For me, if I had allowed people to define me
0: for who I am, I would not have ever become the person that I am. Hmm. Because people were calling me a
2: lot of things at a very early age. Hmm. And it was me not defining myself based on other, pers- other people's definition of me. Hmm.
0: Now, they might still have that definition of me, but that's not how I define myself.
1: Hmm.
2: So because I didn't define myself of that, of how they define me, I define myself for myself. That's
0: how I can be who I am today. Hmm. I, I think um, that's the message that I want to put out into the universe. No matter, um, I use the the example of, of Dick Gregory and the word nigga. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, we're going to have to come right back or we're going to get cut off again. Uh, Just got a message that we're at the uh, 40 minute mark and we're at the 27 mark on Anchor. Uh, Remember to download Anchor podcast and we'll be right back after these messages. Peace. Peace. And we are back in the effing universe. One hour of black power thinking, and we haven't been doing too much black power thinking. And this is the segment in which we get to that. I <laughs> see you smirking, brother. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are going to uh, somehow tie this sexual topic, which we never really talk about. But it's all about sex, politics, social and black power. All of these things tie in together, but you have to be a master crafter to do it. I think uh, chess players remind me so much of what a master crafter does. He is allowed to take things that make no sense to no other person, but all be able to tie all of them together. So, so, so let's make this conversation uh, accessible to Sister Ebony. I don't know that she plays chess. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't. Okay, so, so let's make sure that we make this conversation universal enough uh, for Sister Ebony to be able to participate. Okay, so what chess is, we don't really have to get into the definition of chess. It's just making power moves in life. And uh you can do that without having to know how to play chess or whatever the pieces are. What you do have to know that there's a consequence for every piece you move, and the rule of the game is if you touch a piece, you have to move it and My that's checkers. It. right that's exactly right so the oh, 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 rules oh, oh. the rules in life
2: but the, but but the biggest difference in chess and checkers is that. The players have different definitions, right? So uh, 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 like in checkers, you're kind of just moving pieces. But in chess, every player has a role. Right. So So every piece has a role. Has a role. Now, the role of that piece can change depending on where that piece ends up at the end of the day. So oh, you can right. start. You can start out as a peasant, but you can end up a king or a queen,
0: like you do in checkers. You mean
2: like you do in
1: chess? You
2: yeah yeah. So 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 that's what. I'm, so in in chess, um, the pawn who starts out as a pawn. That's kinda the like lowest who we piece. Are, yeah, kind of like who we are as human beings we can ultimately end up being a rook or a bishop or a king or a queen or a knight it it just depends on where we end where where we end up at the end of the day
0: so just like in in checkers if you get to the opponent's back row you can become a king in checkers in uh-huh. chess you can become Any piece on the board that's powerful and your back pieces are your powerful pieces Um, with the queen being the most powerful pieces, which is apropos to this conversation, because the queen is the most powerful piece in the black man's life, whether he wants to admit it or not. I see you rolling your eyes, brother, (laughs) but we're going to get to the goddess in every black woman and how that relates to black power. I know you didn't understand where I was going with this, but I'm going to bring you all around in just a minute. Most black women don't understand their role in life. So their role in life is to be a slut, because that's the most popular thing that's going on. Now, you don't see that in the woman after, like, 30, 40, 50, they start to mature and come into their God self. But before that, these impressionable young minds I'm talking about the underage children that have the potential to become gods and goddesses, but be- want to become sluts and pimps. That doesn't look normal to the parents, nor do they think that that's in their children. <laughs> but it's in there. And it's being deposited by the devil. What says you did that, brother?
1: I'm
2: saying how do you substantiate what you just said?
0: I don't need no substantiation. It's being
1: deposited by who, the devil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
2: I, I, I don't know, you just said a whole bunch, and I don't <laughs> know where you... Got that from uh, I don't
0: know how you Out of the that. darkness, brother, it came from the triple darkness. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. So that's opinion.
0: No, it's not opinion, it's actual fact.
1: I know some women that didn't become sluts until after they couldn't have kids no more. So right. not everybody guess, you know, or have I'm sorry. I shouldn't say she became a slut. She became more sexually free.
0: Right. Once she no longer had to worry about
1: being able to reproduce. Right. And just because I like you today don't mean that I want to have a kid with you for 18 years.
0: Right. Now, what, you, what you're what you missing and what Dr. Moore is missing is that we're talking about power pieces now. We're not talking about pawns. Because pawns is go- are going to do what they're going to do. They will be sacrificed based on their lower expectations. But the, there are pawns that are still not ready to be kings, queens, bishops, kings. Whether it's checkers, chess, whether it's any type of strategy game. There is something out there that's manipulating your children no matter how positive you want their life to be that can have more influence over their life than you. The fact that we are having this argument about being a black woman being called a slut is the very weakness that we don't see in ourselves. The fact that anything of such a lower debasing nature is associated with a black woman in any way in terms of conflict with her black man is self-defeating. It's powerlessness at its umpteenth degree. It is the post-traumatic slave syndrome that we would have this argument (laughs) <laughs> Y'all look like South Park. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is this nigga I'm, I'm, talking?
2: I'm I'm, 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 I'm confused, bro. I, I'm trying. To, okay,
0: if you see two people arguing over a crumb of bread when there's a bread shop down the block, what? How do you look at them two people? Okay, so I need you to connect the dots. So no, no, no. I, just bear with me for one second. If you see two people arguing over a crumb of bread and there's a bread bakery down the block, how do you perceive those two people?
1: They're either... Very Dumb They don't want to make the walk or they're too lazy to get up off their ass and walk or down Or
0: they the don't block. have the money to think... About a bakery. Oh, they
1: don't
0: have the money to buy the bread. No, to okay. think about a bakery. So we can't even begin to think about black power if we are caught in these arguments for colorism, for slutation, for pimpism. These are things that go- uh, gods and earths don't talk about. These are not things that a crumb, a crumb of bread is nothing that we should have a discussion about We should be having discussions about how do we get this land? How do we acquire this land? How do we acquire this education? How do we acquire the negotiating skills with other foreign entities? How do we become this powerful nation? Instead, we are reduced to arguments about... I don't want to be called a slut. I don't want to be called a nigger. I don't want to be called this and that. We are conflicting about things that are irrelevant. But I wanted to spend
1: taking a the prize.
0: Right. I wanted to spend two days on it so that we could see ultimately, hopefully, among it if we just influence one person to think otherwise. To stop thinking in this self-defeating manner, where we have to have these frivolous arguments about shit that's breadcrumbs, when there's a whole bakery around the corner, then I have done my job.
1: Hmm. I don't know, bro. I think I'm a little. I think I'm a
0: little lost. You still fighting over the breadcrumbs?
1: Arguing about minute issues. We'll never get anywhere bigger. Yeah, and, and, and,
0: I, and I think it depends on who the, who the two people are that's having the argument, right? And that's so where you make your mistake. Why is that a mistake? Because we legitimize people because of their fame, because of their influence, instead of how many people are listening to this podcast? Only three, right? Maybe four, because um, Ebony brought somebody on. But a person like uh, Jill Scott has has a podcast she just opened up uh, Taraji P. Henson has a podcast that she just opened up. Whatever they say. Whatever somebody even bigger than them says, whatever somebody even bigger than them says becomes law that we conflict about. But that is the devil's influence on things. The devil being. The person that's going to distract you from your own power, that is what happened in the garden, not in a religious sense. This has nothing to do with religion, but the distraction in the garden that allows Adam and Eve to fall was the fact that they could not get beyond what was lower on the earth and they could not think higher of their higher self.
2: But I don't think that it's fair to put all people on the same plane
0: in of terms of their,
2: not in terms of the understanding. Of course, so not. if you so if you're talking about black people in general, <coughs> I don't know how. Um, I, I don't know how you are, are are making the assessment in terms of saying <coughs> what black people should be doing, how black people should be thinking as a whole or are you talking about black people individually and so
0: that never about the individual as uh leon muhammad said it's nothing personal brother it's business and business never talks about the individual because we can't control the individual but we can control our collective self and we got to grow up we have to mature I i
2: don't think i don't think that we can and i don't think we have
0: and that and can, is where can, our problem lies, in the lack of yeah, power.
2: So, right. So so if that's where our problem lies, then how, it, it, and you're, you're a solution-based person talking, right, uh, in, in terms of a person is always talking about solutions. So if we collectively don't think alike, then how are you making that, how are you coming to that conclusion about what you're saying in terms of black folks?
0: to the contrary we do think alike and this is why we conflict the well, fact when
2: you say, when you say we we about,
0: you black, know, people, about black people we black people if you took a, a poll in any part of the United States those black people because not everybody identifies as black but we have a unique well, bro, that's, a, that's, a, that's an
2: assumption you're saying if we hypothetically took a poll Right? So that's hypothetical. So that's not true. So you're saying so hypothetically, it is it is your guess that it's we as black folks took a poll that this would happen. So how do you substantiate
0: that? You you're making a uh, uh, an erroneous assumption that it is hypothetical.
2: It's not so you you saying it's fact?
0: I am saying that we do think alike because slutation becomes an argument. Yeah, but I think that's subjective, no depending on who the people are. It's people not subjective. People. You 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 strike up the band. I'll play the tune. If you bring up this discussion in any black circle, and I'm talking about us niggas here in the United States, nobody else, nobody, because most people don't identify with black most niggas in this country do not identify with being black it is a mindset that we need to change in order to get out of these bullshit frivolous arguments about things that don't make no sense whatsoever if a woman feels empowered by the men she the amount of men she sleep with if a man feels empowered by the number of women he sleeps with, you're lost. You're not a chess player. You're, 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 um, what's the other game? Um, you're a tic-tac-toe person. You're, you're playing on a piece of paper. People are playing on the world stage of, uh, domination and consequences of sovereignty, of nationhood, and we plan on a piece of paper in school. Okay, so I don't want to lose a point, and I I think that sometimes that we get into these conversations and it um, kind of goes
1: in
2: a different place, and I I don't want that to happen tonight. So I kind of want to stay, and I kind of want to Make sure that i'm feeling um and understanding your perspective and right now i don't feel like that i am right <laughs> and 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 i'm only saying that i i don't in the sense that i feel like you're generalizing as it relates to black people and how black people think um as a whole so when we have the conversation about slut slut shaming i think that that's very subjective i don't think that all black folks think like that um i think that there are a lot of free thinking or allegedly free-thinking black people that have absolutely no problem with being a slut and call themselves sluts. I think Amber Rose actually did a like a whole slut walk, you know, like and she was like empowering all sluts. Um, so I, I just want to be careful in how we are understanding this conversation, so that it can be productive to whatever audience that is listening to this, right? Um so I wanna be very careful in saying that all black folks do think
0: alike. Because
2: I don't think that we do.
0: And I'll let you carry the point uh beyond that argument. We'll skip that argument and go to your point. Okay, so
2: Okay, so we, we started this conversation talking about were we talking about slut shaming or what we talking yep. about all black people and
0: that's what we're going back to slut shaming
2: okay right so and i think slut shaming is is subjective because i think that i don't i don't believe that all black folks or all black men and all black women think alike as it relates
0: to slut shaming mm-hmm I don't
1: know, do
0: you agree or disagree with Ebony? That? Um I don't know Say it one more time <laughs> For me. I think I lost both of you <laughs> Well I'm gonna put it out there in, in the effing universe That we Are so easily drawn Into arguments But so difficult to be drawn into power. And we have to be able to recognize what power is and what it is not. And this is why black people has have including Facebook, if you took a poll of Facebook on what we argue about as black people, it's disgusting. It's debilitating. It's it's low. It has nothing to do with Black Power, Yeah, but, but, but it becomes the most popular thing that we discuss. Yeah,
2: but, but but why are we validating Facebook for Black people?
0: Because that is what Black people call their encyclopedia.
1: No, I think
0: that's limited. See, we're different. What you you try to put yourself in the in the audience of Facebook shoes? And we're not that audience. We're on Facebook, but we are not that audience. There's a certain audience on Facebook that is predominantly black that listen to misinformation and these triggering arguments for the lack of power. And those type of arguments become more important than what is historically seen as the role of a slut during slavery time, we never talk about that aspect of being a slut and what the black woman's role was during slavery. I sent you, uh, brother, um, the that little uh, snippet of what slavery was like for a black woman. The fact that she had to be promiscuous. The fact that we now want to argue today about fighting for this right to be promiscuous seems self defeating to me. It seems illogical if we are going to be chess players on the world stage. I don't I don't see how we could come to this argument of is it right or wrong? Niggas, you crazy. We're about to approach 2021. These type of arguments. Very entertaining, but not conducive to black power.
2: Hmm. I want to be very careful about the conversations that we have on this podcast. Um, and how we see things, as opposed to um, being objective in how the world may see things. Um, I, I think that you f- speak very strongly and very powerful about your perspective, but I want to be very, I, I want the listening audience to understand that we are not just subjectively about who and how we see things. Because I think that what's limiting is how you see it or how I see it and having an objective conversation about how you see it and how I see it, right? Because you and I are of an age where we may be considered old school or we may be locked in our own perspectives, but I want us to be careful and not being so blindsided that we can't see our children's perspectives.
0: Which is what I what I um, was alluding to earlier. That there's a bigger influence on our children than the parental one. And the parental one should be the first and foremost influence on our children. But when they come home from school, they turn into niggas.
2: I don't want to say
0: that, um and if we are not there when they get home to correct that behavior with some type of lecture, we're in trouble, yeah, but, those but if, pawns, but if, instead of turning into kings and queens will be taken
2: yeah, but but here's the thing, and here's how, here's how we have to, I think we have to be careful about being parents is that our kids are gonna go to school, they're going to be influenced by outside forces. But if we want to be helpful and beneficial parents, we have to be careful in how we combat those outside forces. Because what ends up happening is those a, a, a lot of our kids spend a lot of time with those outside forces. So mom and dad sometimes start start to look like the enemy. Right. We want to be careful. To not be the enemy to your kids because the outside world is is making it look like your kids. The the outside world is making it look like the parents are the enemies. Right. You and I had a conversation earlier where I talked about my own kids. Right. And I talked about this being the first year of ever having a Christmas tree and never having Christmas lights. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, and mind you as much as I've tried to raise them and as much as I've tried to make them thinkers there's a part of them that wanted to be a part of the world right and and so what you want to be I, I what my lesson to me is learning how to not be an enemy you know in terms of in, in terms of them seeing me. And making them, because what ends up happening is when they go out into the outside world, they look like outsiders and they don't want to look like outsiders. They want to fit into that world out there. And I think that what we have to be careful of in terms of being parents is being so stuck on who we are and raising them raising them the way we want to raise them without, with, with, with the blindness of the outside world effect.
0: Yes, sir. We are at the 25 minute mark. I just got a message that we are embarking upon (laughs) the end of uh, another uh, segment. Would you like to come back for a bonus round? Yeah, I I can. Um, I can. All right. We will be right back after these messages. Peace. Peace. And we are back in D F and universe for our last segment. Um, this, uh, podcast took a unnatural turn, but, uh, sometime I got a lecture to people. Yeah, that's just, uh, me. But, um, we want to get back on subject and, um, Try to close this up. Y'all got quiet on me. What happened? I'm <laughs> Nobody want to close it up. Not my <laughs> guidance. You don't want to go where I want to go. <laughs> I think you got to give
2: the topic, bro. Of, of, of how
0: we the topic was closing out this this slut shaming. Where are we going with this? Well, I I think the of think black the argument,
2: women, yeah, but I, I think the argument um, or the discussion uh, going out um, before before it, it went out the last time was about who who is slut shaming hmm.
0: and,
2: and, and and who are we allowing to slut shame? Hmm. Yeah, right. So so we we we. Because I think the argument that you and I was having was that you were saying that this is this is the reality of the black community. This is what happens. And I was saying, well, I don't know that, I think that that's the case in terms of all of the black community. And then you, then we got into this thing about Facebook and what Facebook was doing, you know, in terms of uh, 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 shaming, you know, or slut shaming. And so my, my, my argument was, I don't know, That's the whole black community. And if it is a black community, then what do we need to do different Hmm.
0: about what we understand about black, uh, about black slut shaming? Right. What do we need to do? Well, I I think that it's stupid. Hmm. (laughs) That's the point that I reached. At at some point, you got to say to yourself, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, the, the, because the, if, if we
2: even if we look at what um uh, the the girl that was dating Kanye was Amber, Amber Rose. hmm She did this whole thing about slut shaming, right? And she became the queen of slut shaming. I think she did like a whole walk slut pride. Slut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you know, not being embarrassed about
0: being a slut and all of that other stuff. Hooray but, for you! Know, you. Yeah, so, so I, I
2: don't know. For for me, I, I'm
0: questioning: <laughs> How are we defining slut shaming, or or or, or slut, or why why are we making it an issue? That that's, that's I go back even further than you. I go back to the point of uh, how did this become an issue? Well, I don't
2: know. I mean, you brought this to the forefront, so.
0: Right, because it's out there in the universe as an issue that we as black people need to be talking about. Okay,
2: so then is that something that we, in terms of this podcast, that we want to validate?
0: I think we want to show the the stupidity in it all. At least that was my goal. Um, There are certain outside influences with the news and the information that I get on a daily basis that, um, adds to that dilemma. So I know that I have a unique perspective on it that most people won't have. It's not going to be popular. And this podcast is not going to be popular for those reasons. Um, but I'm not here for popularity. I'm not here for Uh, dissemination of information. I am here so that someday somebody can look at this and say, you know, this crazy motherfucker was all right. (laughs) He's not as crazy as they think he is. He's just been through the battlefield. He's been through the war. And he sees some of this shit is frivolous.
2: I think that um, it's unfortunate that um, a lot of our sisters are um, being embarrassed about the way they feel about sex or the way that they think about sex. I don't think that that's fair. And I, I don't think that it's fair that, that men, uh, particularly black men in the way that we have grown up, um, get to have, quote unquote, the upper leg in terms of um, us being able to have frivolous sex
0: and women being judged by doing the same thing or doing something similar to
2: what we have done. And I think that we need to change the narrative about um, what we consider a slut. And if we're going to view women as sluts, how fair is it to view them as that, and not view ourselves as the same.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, Don and I were talking um, Friday night, and I called somebody a manhole. Hmm. And he was like, he was like, "What is that? A manhole?" I was like, "No, no, no, a man." He's a man and he's a hoe.
0: Hmm.
1: He was like, Well, when it comes to men, that's just called hoish."
0: <laughs>
1: have you all used that term on the East Coast? Mm-hmm. That a man is hoeish.
0: I have. Okay.
2: But I mean it makes sense, but I haven't used. I haven't utilized
0: it. Oh okay. I've used both terms, man hoe and hoish. It We all are accountable. This is a collective, whether we want to believe it or not. Black people, whether you want to believe that you are part of something bigger, is on you. But um, you're not looked at as Wayne, as uh, Ebony. You are looked at as black people. What you put out into the universe is what you're going to get back. I'm not talking to you two directly, but whatever we put out there in the universe as our topics, as our strength, is coming back to us. It's like throwing the dice. Whatever those dice land on is what you are. You can't, there's, yeah. no, there's no sweet talk in that. As oh, long man. as you're rolling the dice, as long as you are taking that gamble, that game of chance. This is what you are in the story. We're not going to argue about that, and uh, but there is the issue that Doctor Moore brought up that I I do want to address also. We cannot, as men, black men, be shaming black women for wanting equality, whether they see that equality comes through sexual prowess is another argument and that that's where me and dr wayne took a different fork in the road. neither one of us are wrong but he wants to address the equality issue and i want to address the frivolity issue um you um ebony have even another take on it being a black woman yourself you are put in between betwixt in between both roads that we want to take you to because you have your own personal experiences and those experiences um they don't define you but they become the root from which you want to share those experiences from or or give your opinion on and um, I don't think we get anywhere collectively. Maybe individually, we can save a few lives, but um, collectively, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Solutions. Mm-hmm.
2: Solutions. Um. Uh. Ebony, you have any
1: thoughts?
2: Before I entertain this,
1: no, I don't go ahead
2: okay so um I think Brother Douglas and I go back and forth um about solutions, and um I think he almost sees this as kryptonite when, when when I talk about um solutions because i I think that we don't get to the solutions overnight. I don't think that we get to where we are um, overnight. I think that um, there have been years and years and years of how we got to where we are. And I don't think it's fair to want an overnight solution. So, you know, I I so when, when he says the word solution to me, my first response is work. How, how much work are you willing and ready to do to change that? But if you, it's not fair to me or to ask me to come up with a solution for a problem of 100 years or 100 plus years. We didn't just get here overnight. So we're not going to solve the problem overnight. So I think that whatever it is that the solution is going to be, has to do with
0: how much work we're, we're willing to do. Yes, sir. Any last words, Sister Ebony?
1: No.
0: Um, I will say this. Anything that we do as individuals is a personal matter. The fact that we are making it public and beginning to conflict and disagree or come into discord with each other over personal private matters is problematic. Using your word, Dr. Moore, (laughs) it's problematic to uh, make it such a public issue when it's a private matter. Um, Sex is not supposed to be public unless you're an exhibitionist. And then public sex is the only sex that actually turns you on. That's another story for another day. What we should concern ourselves with is that all of this conversation is left to the individual, but we are seeking, the problem is we are seeking a collective solution. And there's no collective solution for something that is individualistic. The fact that we as black people begin to use our individualistic problems as black experience is the problem in itself. Last words, Doctor Moore. No, I, I think that you are on on point with that. Um, in terms of individual individualistic. I
2: don't know that um I don't even know that we should see that collectively as it relates to whatever our sexual desire is or um, wherewithal is. I, I don't know that that is a, a group thing. I think that's an individual thing. And, and, it, it, and giving a, a diagnosis to anything or any problem has to do with the way that it impacts your life, right? And so whatever it is that you're doing or thinking or behaving, has everything to do with how it is or is not creating a problem in, in your life. So whether or not you smoke, you drink, you have sex, whatever it is that you're doing, has everything to do with how is it, how it is impacting your life. And if it is impacting your life in a dysfunctional manner, then that is where you start to need to address it. But if it's not impacting your life in an you know, in, in in an abnormal way, then it's probably not problematic, right? So if you're having sex with your wife or having sex with whoever, well, how many of them, if it's not causing a problem in your life, then it's probably not a problem. It's only a problem if the way that you think, if the way that you behave, the way that you do things is preventing you from having a healthy lifestyle, then that, now, it's a problem, and that's when it needs to be addressed. So, someone saying some somebody's a slut, you know, calling someone out their name, X, Y, Z, that's one thing. But the way that you live your life, regardless of what someone is calling you, if it's not affecting your life in a healthy manner, then that's what needs to be addressed.
0: Yes, sir. Um... Ebony, you are I agree. a black woman. I agree. You are giving, given the um, task of closing this out tonight. Uh, you do it. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to make no, you. No,
1: I'm really clueless. At, I, I've never I, really made it to the closing out of a show.
0: I don't care. It's tonight you're going to do it. And uh I'm not forcing you to do it. You can just say end the show. And we will press the end button.
1: Thanks for coming out.
0: God bless. <laughs> and have a good night.
1: Peace. You too. Peace. <laughs> Bitch, I smell like money. Dope. I say, Bitch, I smell like money. <laughs> That's that dope, that cologne